Welcome back to the Our View podcast. On today's episode, I continue my conversation with Dr. Michelle Finan. Join our conversation as we discuss the common myths surrounding sex, love, and disability. So everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Our View podcast, and I am very excited to welcome you all back for part two of my conversation with Dr. Michelle Finan, and we are uh, going to address some myths about sex, love, and disability in this podcast episode, and uh just provide some insight uh, for those of you uh, who live with disabilities who may feel that love is not in the cards for you and uh, just have a a great conversation again about um, disability and relationships just because uh, there's a lack of this conversation happening. Um, It's not a topic Mm. that you hear about most often. So uh, I'm grateful to have you back on uh, this episode of the podcast, uh, Dr. Michelle Finan. So thank you and uh, welcome back. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I love your space. Yeah. So um, if you could just give an, um, you know, for those of you who may have missed part one, definitely go back and listen to part one. Uh, We had a great uh, talk there and, uh, you know, you want to listen to that as well. But um, for those of you who are just tuning into this episode, uh, can you give a brief introduction of yourself and uh, who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So I'm Michelle here now that we are friends. Yes, we are. (laughs) Episode two. So clearly our relationship has progressed. (laughs) Yes, we're friends. Um, So um, I'm so grateful to be here. We met on Clubhouse and we were in a space for people with disabilities. So I have a physical disability called osteogenesis imperfecta. It's a brittle bone disease. And in addition to being a woman with a disability, I'm a wife. I'm a mom of two little ones who you may hear in the background soon. (laughs) They may make their presence known. Um, But I'm also a, a clinical sexologist and a licensed mental health counselor. I'm a university instructor and I'm stepping into the space of using virtual um, access to be able to provide intimacy coaching, relationship coaching, love coaching for people who are just having a hard time in that arena and helping them identify maybe the blocks that are getting in their way so that they can get the love that they want and deserve. Yeah. I love that. Um, I love that you're doing things virtually and um, because as, as we all know, those of us who live with physical disabilities, um, a lot of times we may run into situations where buildings are not accessible (laughs) for Mm -hmm. us. So um being able to do things virtually has been a great, um, 
a great joy for me. I, yeah. <laughs> I wear braces on my legs that are like seven pounds a piece. So mm-hmm. I, so mm-hmm. I don't have to put those on to go out of the house. <laughs> so it's like, right. It's like, I'm there. Like I could just sit and, uh, you know, be comfortable. So, uh, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that you are, um, you know, doing things virtually because that has been, um, you know, it's been great. Uh, like I said, for me just to do things virtually and, uh, not have to, you know, drag myself out of the house. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been great for me too, because right. as as wonderful as it is to be able to reach so many more people and support so many more people, it also, for the same reasons where it's like, for me, physical disability and how it affects me, I'm like, I'm able to show up even if I have maybe an injury like I do, right. and I can still show up and and do the work that I'm called to do. So it's, it's really great. Yes, I love it. definitely. Um, so this, uh, like I said, this is part two of our conversation. Again, everybody go back and listen to part one. Um, and I'm very excited to uh, talk about uh, disability and how it relates to love and sex and relationships, uh, because it is a topic that is often that goes unaddressed in a lot of uh, spaces. Mm-hmm. So um, can you uh, talk about what are some common myths of uh, about sex, love, and disability? Yeah, so I think the common myths about people with disabilities is that we are not sexual beings. You mm-hmm. know, we're superhumans, Arthur. Like, yes. Yes. That, that's fine. We're allowed to be heroic. <laughs> We're allowed to be inspirational and motivational and even just angelic and (laughs) that's okay. Um, But the idea of people with disabilities having sex is just something, like you said, that's not, it's not talked about. And, you know, then as well, like people don't like talking about sex, like for one, (laughs) as society here as a whole, um, not comfortable. People don't like talking about disability. There's a discomfort there. So then when we're talking about both, it's like too much. It's like, whoa. And then, <laughs> Wait a minute. And then they're okay. So then if people are going to say, all right, well, if people with disabilities are having sex, how, how in the world are they doing this? And with who? who are these people, Right. you know? <laughs> so those are some of the myths that it's not happening that, you know, who are the people that actually would like that there's hurdles in, in having a fulfilling intimate life with another, mm-hmm. you know, um, or even just with yourself right. that is like an unheard of thing. So one of my missions is to not only encourage but really normalize a place at the table when like for people with disabilities when the topics of sex love and relationship are being discussed yes and that is so important because uh as people with disabilities we are often um excluded from tables uh just in general of of any of many topics and many areas in life yeah, um, yeah. So to, you know, again, we, we don't, um, or I should say we change things by talking about them. 
you know, there's the saying of nothing, nothing about us without us. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, that's so true. It's, you know, we can have the conversations and be a part of the conversations as well. So I like, uh, yeah, so that's really, really cool. Um, so you are a, you're a sexologist is mm-hmm. that the correct term? So correct. what, yes. So what, um, what concerns and what, um, what topics, uh, do your clients with disabilities have, uh, when they come to you about, uh, dating? What, what are some things that, mm-hmm. that they come to talk to you about? Yeah. So I, I see people who are single and wanting to go into the dating world and they're, either apprehensive or just uncomfortable. And then I also see people who are actively dating or in a relationship and they're finding that some, a lot of mindset hurdles and mm-hmm. tend to come up. So I would say that my, my clients in general are presenting with these feelings that they won't make a good partner or because of their disability or they feel unattractive or unlovable because of their disability. Some have shared that, you know, they never really got any feedback from anyone else that they were beautiful, handsome, sexy, anything like that. So, and that one I really feel to my core because, you know, all of these things that people end up sharing, it's, it's like, yes, I, I know because I have been, in that space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some feel like because they're not getting that feedback, that it must be the opposite of true. So if someone's never been told that they are good looking, they're like, Oh, I must be, I must be ugly then. And it's, it's just interesting that we believe that even though you know, I don't walk around and say, Hey, you're human. And then it's like, Oh, well, no one's ever told me that I'm human. So I must not be human. You know, it's just, (laughs) it's interesting that we put so much weight on that. And it makes sense because Mm -hmm. we want love. We want belonging. We want those human needs and people with disabilities are human, you know? Um, so some feel like their self-esteem is strong, but that sexual self-esteem may not be. We talked a little bit about that, how the two can be separate and yet overlapping. And yes. then for those who are in relationships, um, you know, they're finding that their mindset about their disability and even also the medical trauma that they have experienced. Yeah may get in the way um, of them being able to fully receive the love that they want. And mm-hmm. that uh, the trauma work is another part of it too. Yeah, because that really does have a, a huge impact on um, on a lot of things and a lot of um, a lot of uh, has a lot of impact on how people see themselves, view themselves um, based on that mm-hmm. that trauma, um, which it definitely, uh, is traumatic that, uh, you know, things that people have been through, uh, the medical, uh, mm-hmm. medical trauma. So that's, uh, wow. So that's really, um, really, really great that, I, you know, I've said it before, but it's really great that, um, somebody like you exists in this world who, oh, um, thank you. yes, who really, um, is focused on, uh, 
the disability community because it's, um, mm. you know, and it, it's, I, I talked about it before where um, there are resources that exist and places for people who have disabilities that can, you know, come in and see someone specifically, um, you know, like yourself to talk about these issues. Um, but it's oftentimes hard to find. Uh, it's mm, hard to mm, locate mm. people, uh, you know, who, who do serve uh, the disability community. What tips uh, can you provide for people uh, who feel that love is just not um, in the cards for them, that they, you know, they just have difficulty finding love and they just may be at the point where they're just like, okay, I, you know, I, I won't try anymore. I'll, I'll just stop trying mm. to find love. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that a lot, especially with people who are, you know, okay, I'm going to download the app. I'm going to try. And then when it doesn't work out, it's like, I'm deleting the app. I'm done. And I feel that, I feel that so deeply, you know, so I would just invite people to consider how their thoughts might be shaping their reality. Because remember, I thought that beyond the shadow of a doubt, I was right in that I would be alone. I thought, you know, I know me best. And I took that. Mm -hmm. And I ran with it. And it's like, okay, these people are like encouraging me. It's so sweet of them. But I know me best. And I just know that I'm no one's going to love me. And I believed that. Mm -hmm. And it was my biggest fear, you know, because, because yeah. I didn't like who that meant that I would be stuck with. And that person was me. <laughs> it was like, I don't want to be alone. Oh, with me. With I don't want to be alone with me. So then who's going to want to be with me if even I don't want to be alone with me? Right. That was like a mic drop moment for myself. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. And I believe once we're open, you know, to considering that it is a possibility and it just has to be, you just have to be open to the idea that you might be wrong. Uh -huh. And if that's the case, the next step is getting clear on what it is that you're looking for. Because again, going back to what I said in episode one, where it was like, do I want to swim? Cause I can like teach myself how to swim here. Or do I right. want like to dive? And mm -hmm. the two are very different. Do you want to date? Is that your end goal? Or do you want love? What is it that you're looking for? Right. And you have to get clear because if you're not clear, how do you know what you're, how do you know if you found it already? Right. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think it's important. Another tip that I would give to people who are in that space is to just have someone that will hold that vision for you when you can't quite clearly see it yet, but you know that that's what you want. Mm -hmm. So, you know, be honest with yourself, plant that seed of possibility that you might be wrong, have someone in your life speaking the truth to you that like, right you're going to find love, <laughs> you know, you're an amazing person, someone who can hold up that like mirror to you mm -hmm. and speak the truth to you. And I think that part might be hard for people with disabilities that asking for help part. Yes. I don't know about you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it definitely I tend be. to be terrible at it. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, I've, and, I have gotten we, better, but uh, yeah, it is I definitely difficult. Yeah, 
It is difficult um, because I, I think we have been, uh, for me at least, I know I've been taught to, you know, do as much as you can. And yes. I, I do know my limitations. I know realistically if I'm you know, if I'm at the grocery store, I know I can't reach the third shelf. I'm not going to bring the whole thing down trying to get something. Um, I've done that <laughs> just to kind of paint a picture for you. So. You know, but it's, um, you know, so I, I have learned my limitations in, in certain ways, but um, I think it's very important, like you said, to have someone to, um, you know, to hold that mirror up for you and just mm -hmm. say like, hey, you got this. And um, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of times in life, uh, I, I use this uh, pandemic as a, as a uh, good example, where mm. I had a whole plan of what I was going to do for 2020 and 2021. I was going to mm. speak in so many schools, and I was going to reach this many kids and speak in different school districts and take this outside of New Jersey, reach different yes. states. And then... <laughs> you know, February and March of 2020 happened and it was like, oh crap, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. You know, what am I going to do? But I, I've shared with people that, you know, not much, uh, not much in my life as far as having a disability, not much uh, in my life has gone the way that I planned or the way that doctors have planned or my parents had planned. Oh, so I'm, so I'm used to it. switching things up and changing. <laughs> and sticking yeah. with something, you know, and sticking with something that that's a big thing. And with the, you know, if you're choosing to do the online dating or just, um, you know, before the pandemic, when we're out meeting people in person and after, you know, when we're allowed out again um, to go and meet people in person, just to stick with it and be um, persistent with it is, I yeah. think, is a big key and a big thing to, uh, to remember. And it's just like, you're, you know, you're built to be persistent. Like you've proven, mm. you know, people, mm -hmm. just people in general, like we've been yeah. built to uh, get through things and to just keep at it and just, uh, you know, but having the support of someone else to, um, you know, to encourage us and to say like, okay, Absolutely. like, yeah, yeah, that didn't work, but like, guess what? You're still great and you're still going to find somebody. And it's, uh, you know, I, I think the network of people that we surround ourselves with is, um, so important. I, I can't stress oh, it yeah. enough with, uh, you know, the friends and family that I have. And just, um, like I said, just to know that you are, um, you know, you're built to get through things and to keep pushing through. So it, it's, uh, yeah. you know, that's, and the, you don't have to do it alone. Right. I think, you know, sometimes with disability, we can get into that mindset of feeling guilty about needing help or right. shame around, needing to help or feeling like a burden or, mm -hmm. you know, or feeling helpless and getting really into that space. And it's easy to slip there, but, you know, humans in general just need help. We need each other, disability mm -hmm. or not. Right. And, you know, we can do it ourselves. Like when I shared how, like, I could climb the, the rack at the grocery store, but right. then, you know, <laughs> when I take everything down with me, would mm -hmm. it have not been easier <laughs> to ask for help? Right. And another thing that I had to shift for myself was that people like to help me. People mm -hmm. want to help me. The more I could get into that space 
And I was able to do that by saying, Michelle, you love helping people. You love it. You live for it. Right. Why is it that when you need help, it's this big thing where you're a burden and blah, blah, blah. No, like, no. Yeah. So having those real talks with yourself. Yes. Important. Yes. That is so true. Um, Very true. (laughs) Um, so thank you again for this great conversation. And um, it, it's very, uh, again, very important that we share this uh, knowledge and this conversation, have these conversations with um, with people who have disabilities and mm-hmm. just to, uh, you know, just to offer some encouragement in some kind of way that, uh, you know, whatever you're looking for, it's out there and there's somebody out there waiting for you and, um, or multiple people. Or multi- right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you just have to really, um, stick, stick to it and just, um, you know, just pay attention to the, the self-talk that you're having with yourself about how you see yourself, you know, reach out to, uh, your family and friends for that support and just, um, you know, just keep at it and just, uh, you know, go for what you want in life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, if you could, could you just uh, tell people where they can find you uh, on your website and your social media platforms just to uh, connect with you and, and um, you know, see what you see the services and, and the uh, content that you have to offer for everyone. Absolutely. So my website is www.drfynan.com. So it's D-R-F-Y-N-A-N. And that's my handle for my social media as well. So follow me on Instagram at Dr. Finan. Find me on Clubhouse at Dr. Finan. <laughs> I would love to have more discussions like this. And we could even continue our discussion in different rooms to have people be able to share their experiences and sit in that space together in solidarity. And on my Instagram and my website, I plan on, you know, working hard to create content and resources for people that are wanting that support. And I'm also offering free clarity calls with me. I love to talk. Please let's hop on a call. If you're looking for a little bit of support, more clarity, and if you want to meet your goals. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Michelle Finan, um, my new friend, Michelle. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I am uh, grateful uh, to have you uh, do these two episodes and um, sharing your knowledge with uh, our listeners. And I am excited to uh, be connected with you now and to I'll call you a new friend. So I um, appreciate your time and I will be in touch. (laughs) Thank you so much for this time and the space that you've created for these important discussions, Arthur. Love you. Yes, love love you. you. And and you're welcome. And uh, I will be in touch. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good one. Oh, you too.